You're listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast, bringing you the best of geek from week to week. Join your hosts, Dion and Quinny, and the occasional special guest as they talk movies, TV, gaming, toys, comics, and everything in between. Well, in that case, what are we drinking? Same for the goddaughter. Dad told me you found something. On a train during the war. A dial that could change the course of history. Why are you chasing the thing that drove your father crazy? Don't move. We need to get out of here. Stop! Sorry. Helena! Dr. Jones, get him. Adventurers to another thrilling episode of the Periodic Table of Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> I love it. This is this is this is amazing. Yeah, I, I'd love it more if I had a fucking hat. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Well, like you're, I, I would. I, I've reached just off screen, but there is literally no hats here. Is there I no mean, zoom filter to give you a little hat? Actually, you're right. Let's just, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I may be sometime. Just talk amongst yourselves for a second. Sure. Uh, All right, Queen's going to buy a hat. You look, yeah, you look, yeah. you're looking way better shit. than I am. I'm. I've got my, my hat that doesn't really want to work on. There we mm, go. Um, You've all seen I'm it giving, now. I'm uh, giving picnic like basket. Well, it's a, it's a thing. Is it, is it the, the Yellowstone Ranger over yeah, here? Yeah. <laughs> Quinny's got the smooth criminal oh. on. Quinny's got the um the Walter White. I, yeah, yeah. Um, either that or Monju. Oh. <laughs> Save his name. Yeah. <laughs> put, put, put a hat on that. Uh, just says, says I need a fez, but this is going to have to do. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, oh. I had a fez. Um, I'm going to get rid of this hat. I, my hat's down for Quinny. For Quinny. Oh, okay. For Quinny. Right, Quinny's gone now. Uh, yeah, he's, he's oh, he's a graduate. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> yeah. Quinny belongs in a museum. Um, I'm going to chuck okay, my hat over there. Now. That's 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 how we right. do it. We're going to oh. write to Zoom after the show and tell them they need a fez and an, uh, <laughs> an Indiana Jones hat, please. <laughs> I need I need a fez and an old priest and a young priest. <laughs> <laughs> How are we all this oh, fine week? Are we feeling happy? Are we feeling upbeat? It's, we're back. It, like, it's, yeah. it's, it's the next show oh. within five days, isn't it? On our regularly scheduled night. Yes. Yeah, that's why there's so few people in the chat because they don't know what <laughs> fucking day we do this on anymore. No, no, we're, we're three Wednesdays and Thursday. Yes, hey. close enough, but Karina, this isn't a Kubra, not a Fedora, so you know. Ah, uh, right. Um, what does Indy wear in a a, a Fedora? He or wears is it... an actual Fedora and not a Trilby. Yes, ah. Trilby is the one that's most commonly associated with the neckbeards that everybody messes up and thinks is a Fedora, but it's not. Ah, not right. It's a Trilby. Fedora okay. is a wider brim. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Right. Oh, and, and here comes Casper. He doesn't need a hat because he's just sobbing like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> thank um, you. Thank you, Casper. Thank you, Casper. That's nice. Oh, well, wait. Where's, no, it's too far away. I can't reach for the sub. Yeah. Um, and enough subs because we did subs. Idea. Subs was last week. Yes. We've moved yeah, on yeah. now. Yeah, My we, we're done with subs. My little is still alive in his sub. Oh, oh. We're, we're oh. into, uh, we're, we're, this, this week we're into uh, uh, finally, I don't know, trying to change history so that we don't all end up in a terrible recession. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, like uh, we're, we're, we're talking about the fourth in the series of Indiana Jones <laughs> films. 
Yes. 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 The only yes. four. Okay. Yes, it's definitely the fourth. All right. Technically fifth if you include the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles as a movie kind of thing. And that's all I have to say about that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I do love that with this, you could conceivably almost entirely ignore that other thing, apart from the fact that one character gets mentioned. And you're like, ah, sure. Okay, right. Yeah. And but even still, it's still just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Look, you know, it's 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 there. He's seen some he's seen a lot of weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. I kind of That's love it. That's pretty much his way of life, really, isn't it? I look, I think uh Harrison Ford kind of walked in there and like, great, we've got another Indiana Jones movie. He's like, why? <laughs> and they were like, yes, that's the kind of character we're after. It's like, I'm going to play him grumpier. And they're like, fuck, okay, we have to rewrite a lot of this. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be <laughs> really angry. grumpier? Yeah. yeah. We didn't think that was physically possible, Harrison, I'm, but I'm there gonna, you go. I'm going to be so angry. <laughs> he's angry, but also there's a lot of it where he's not. And, and you know, I, I found him quite uh, intriguing <sighs> in different parts of this. I found him like, quite intriguing because he had like a script and a plot and he wasn't just going from scene one to scene two to scene three. Ah, ah. so you, this is you returning to your theory of films that are because and not and then. Yes, then... Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that one, which is like they're at Area Fifty One. Then <laughs> a nuclear bomb glows off, goes glows off. Uh, then he's in a fridge. He's in a fridge. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know we are referencing to the movie that doesn't exist, but there you go. Yes, uh, but um, this this one was uh, you know uh, a bit different, and you know it was a nostalgia. But I'm going to go into this and say, look, I was predisposed to like this film, even if it was terrible. Right. <laughs> Okay, so you know, this is you putting your cards on the table. Absolutely. I'm going to say that this one this one was advertised out and I was like, yeah, I've already been massively disappointed by an Indiana Jones <laughs> film before, so I'm going to really be open-minded. Nice. Um, I think my first thought when they announced another one was I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Yay. The, the eyebrows go all the way up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> Um, yeah. Does it? Do you know what? Like, okay. I went, strange side note, but I went and saw a uh, bit of Australian theatre slash live performance slash basically theatre sports um, right. called Slideshow, hosted by Rove McManus. Okay. And this is a long-winded explanation. I'm sorry. I apologise for de derailing again. Um, but uh, within it, there was uh, there was a discussion about uh, the, the the American show. I think you should leave which is a sort oh, okay. of a, a clip show, but there we were talking about like all of those things. There is a, a like a, a quick meme that has come out about that with a character going, are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? Oh, are right. Sure that guy that? that's like being memed right now. Yeah, that guy that's yeah. being memed right now. And like yes. because of that recommendation, he's like, oh, that's a really great show. I went back <clears> and I watched it. And while that meme is very funny, the show yeah. is not that funny after about the first 10 minutes. And then I was like, "Is I this slideshow?" No, well, no, slideshow is kind of good, but it's just theatre sports. Okay, because Predakanga is actually asking for your, uh, and this is a review of Indiana Jones. But could you mm. also give us a quick review of slideshow? Uh, slideshow is <laughs> really good. It's just fucking theatre sports, but that's fine because it's done in a nice way with a like a, a rounding out entry plus having the live music being played with it is great. Uh, with oh, I can't remember their name from the the keyboardist from the Axis of Autumn. Awesome, I 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The the small small little short guy with the glasses. I wish I'm so sorry that I haven't remembered that name, mm-hmm. but um, uh, it just has a revolving cast of different comedians and actors who come in to do it every time. It's like Benny? A, it's 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 theater sports. Benny Benny Jordan. Yes, yeah. I was like, I know it's. I'm pretty sure Benny. it's a Benny. Benny. Benny, Benny and Benny. the Jets. Benny and um, Benny and the Jets. Uh, yes. yes. Uh, good. Go see slideshow. It's fun. It's it's really lovely. And every time so, you see Rove, you just want to go, I'll say hi to my mum for me. Wait, yeah, right. what for you? I don't know what he's doing. So anyway. so anyway, now we know where that meme guy comes from. Yes. Right. And if you are a, 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 a glutton for fucking punishment, go and seek out the three seasons of uh, I Think You Should Leave because it has definitely overstayed its welcome. Although the memes are funny. In context, okay. in a short burst, it's very funny, but unfortunately, it's just that forever. And it's that annoying part of American humor where uh, being loud and making people uncomfortable because they're too loud, like too loud, that's all that is. And I was just like, oh, um, that's what that okay, is. Okay, so, so what would you rate it out of? Like, let's, let's, let's get through our first review of the night. Um, if you want to rate that, and we'll move on to the okay, next film. No worries. <laughs> Memes, top tier. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I think you should leave memes top tier, 9 out of 10. Uh, they're really good in that context. The show, however, is too much. It's it's a crushingly it's a crushing amount of things. So right. I put it probably somewhere uh, just under the crawl show, but then better than, um, what was that Australian one? where? Oh, thank God you're here. Mm. Which again is just theatre sports, and that brings us neatly back to Indiana Jones and the <laughs> Dial of Destiny, because <laughs> we were always destined to come back to this review. Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so we here we are now. Okay, um, Dion, I know you're a big indie fan. Is, it, is that a reasonable statement to make? I am a I am an Indiana Jones fan. I'm a fan of Indiana Jones and the temp and everything, uh, because I watched it every weekend when I went to my grandfather's place when I was basically being babysat, and he didn't understand why I just kept watching Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Over and over and over and over and over again. So fucking good. Because he didn't have Star Wars, but he did have Indiana (laughs) Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right. So this was essentially you just getting your little hit of Han Solo. Yes. Do I not have a heart, Quinny? Why would I dislike Indiana Jones but like Star Wars? I don't know. Um what about you, Jillaroo? You you appear to be, well, I mean, getting on, on board for this tonight. Like this is as close as the cosplayers I'll get to it. Uh, Beck, on the other hand, has cosplayed Indiana Jones. Yes, um, she has. <laughs> I enjoy it. I think they're good. I think I've only probably watched them once or twice. I know the forgotten one was I have only watched once. And mm. I don't really recall having any problems with it, except for the aliens. Because <laughs> Quinny right. found out I have a very very particular knit about aliens in movies and how they should be put into a movie. <laughs> and, and and that wasn't the way to do it. And that, No, that wasn't my way to do, do it. Do you no. like aliens in movies or do you think that If it's a sci-fi movies... movie? Yes. Yes. Right. If it's a, this happened and it was so mysterious and then we find out it was aliens, fucking hate it. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. So it's not the same thing as clowns. 
Because I know you hate no. clowns, but clowns, aliens because are I'm okay. terrified of them. Right. So if you aliens, were to watch... I feel like is like lazy storytelling along with like other tropes. Okay, so if you were to watch the film Killer Clowns from Outer Space, <laughs> um, where I was going to mention fall that on that one. Well, it's specifically set in outer space, or something is from outer space. Therefore, aliens can correlate with that thing. Okay, so right. that's okay. okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right. Because yeah. it's but a like the crystal film. skull. Cool. What's a crystal skull? Oh, it's an alien head. No, fuck off. But also, <laughs> you're never going to watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space because it's literally on the cover that says you're not going to watch that one. No, I'm not going to watch that one. <laughs> right. No. And I don't blame you because it's shit. Um, <laughs> Take that back. Wait, it's a real movie? Yes. It is actually a real movie. <laughs> That's why I was like, <clears throat> I thought we were just like throwing out hyperboles. No. Uh, no, nope, 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 that is definitely nope. a film. It is definitely shit. It, it came out in 1988. Oh, well, that was the year my sister was born. So, yeah, shit you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, shots fired. She and doesn't watch this show. And there's, never yes. and there's also a PlayStation game about it, which I didn't know about till right cool. now. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, he's not in it. Okay, well, no, not that we're aware of anyway. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, okay, so so you'd watch the indie films probably just once, so not, not what you call massive fan. Not a massive fan, but, I mean, I enjoy the franchise. I think they're fun. I like yeah. adventure movies. Did either of you go back and re-watch any of them leading up to this? No. Yes, I watched all three. <laughs> <laughs> I did in 4K. I was like... Oh. Oh, this is there's an Indiana Jones movie, and you know what? I have to say, I bought the fucking Lego. Oh wow! So I sat so, down and watched wow. Indiana Jones, the good ones, uh, and uh, built some Lego. You, what, which the set Lego did you get? What? Yeah, I won't admit that because someone may look at my receipts. Uh, but oh. <laughs> hang on, have you not built them yet? <laughs> yes, I have. Did you I not build them, them while you were doing them? Yes, I the, got the Temple of. The Raiders of the Lost Ark set. God, Jesus Christ. Cute. And it's oh. fucking amazing. And I can't, like, yeah, there's a good review of that. It's like, what did you think about the uh, Dial of Destiny? Well, I really enjoyed building the Raiders of the Lost Ark Lego. Because <laughs> it has a little light that goes down on the Golden Idol and all that kind of oh, stuff. And Indiana beautiful. Jones has a bag of sand, which is oh. cool. Aww. Yeah. Very yeah. Cute. Um, yeah, exactly. Karina asked the question that says that there's a lot of hate for Crystal Skull, and I actually think the first half is not bad. It's just when they go, "Ooh, aliens!" It goes to shit. No, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry, Karina. <laughs> um, no, there, there is. There's a lot of the rest of the film that shit too, but the <laughs> alien stuff is where it really fucking derails. There are parts of it that are a lot of fun. What um, parts? I don't know. There's a bit where they're in a, a, a temple um, and there are these kind of... And they're attacked uh, by parkour people from South America that don't yeah, get any lines. Cool. Yeah, and have cool. My favourite thing from Crystal Skull is the wig that Kate Blanchett wears because it just cuts those cheekbones so well. She does look mm. amazing, but then <laughs> yeah. she opens her mouth and delivers her lines and everyone goes, oh, Kate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is not so good at all. beautiful. Yeah. She... Mm, yeah. And like, I... I there were there were elements of it that I was like, oh, this is a, a bit of a good actiony, rollicky adventure thing. But then there's a five minute long sequence where Shia LaBeouf gets his dick punched his, <laughs> so many times, his, and it doesn't improve the film. His his dick whacked by fucking like bra- like plant branches, and then there's mm-hmm. a whole scene where he's swinging on a vine with monkeys. Yeah, and and wow, actually makes the Tarzan anymore. noise. Yeah. That's that's the part. Yeah. Do we all I don't remember any of it? I just like but, the, and, but it does bring get back Karen Allen. 
And that's yeah. one of the few things that I do. Like, there are elements to the film that are lovely. There's just a lot of shit that goes with it. So, mm. yes. oh, well. Yes. But we're not reviewing that. No, no, that doesn't exist. We can move on <laughs> from that one. Why doesn't somebody tell us about the one we are reviewing tonight? Uh, <sighs> maybe. Do you need some background music there, Quinny? I, I, I do, but do I like <laughs> what what accent should I use and should it just be Antonio Banderas again? <laughs> oh, you could do that. Or you could just do like generic German. <laughs> oh, no. You could do Toby Jones doing German. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll do Mads Mikkelsen. No, I, can't, I don't no, know. I'll just no, do a that's definitely show. not a Mads voice. No. Um, I give you the challenge then, Quinny, of uh, doing it in uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, my God. You have to do the voice too. You have to do like... All oh, right, sli- slightly <laughs> annoyingly yeah. British. Yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. You know, a little oh. bit British. Yeah. <laughs> Daredevil archaeologist Indiana Jones races against time to res- retrieve a legendary dial that can change the course of history. Accompanied by his goddaughter, that's me, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, he soon finds himself squaring off against Jürgen Voller, a, a former Nazi who now works for NASA. Mm. Getting I'm a just so bit, sassy. Yeah, it, it was, it was into, going further. Into Mike Myers' uh... <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it was starting to descend into. And next on lifestyles of the rich and famous, <laughs> it's, it's either that or or what's his name, the, the guy who does the announcing for the, the he used to do the announcing for the car racing. Oh, I've been watching these cars for hours and hours, and they're just going round and fucking round. Uh, Catherine's already rated that 150 oh, out of 100. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the best shit accent you've ever done. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh, dear. Yeah. yeah. Hey, good. Excellent. I, I do love looking at the chat and seeing a line of it shit accent. Makes <laughs> <laughs> my night. Perfect. Uh, now I feel like so, you're, now yes. I feel like you're putting it on. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, so yeah, I guess that's a relatively um, succinct synopsis of what happens in the film. So uh, I guess the other thing we should probably flag up right now mm. is the film hasn't been released yet. No. Um, as of recording. So we are the only ones here that have seen it. Um, if you're in the chat and you have seen it, Karina, or somebody else who may have got to a previous screening, please let us know. Um, because there were people who... Now, Dan, where did you see it? Me? Yes. Oh, well, I saw it in a cinema. Like Kids these days haven't actually seen a cinema. Oh, uh, right. They all wait till they get it on their phones and watch it like Nolan intended. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no, Not I, just a cinema. You saw it in a theatre. I went, I went yeah. to the theatre. I went to the State Theatre of New South Wales. Oh, lovely. lovely. Um, uh, because it was the closing night of the Sydney Film Festival and they did a wonderful uh, presentation of all the awards and then they had their closing night film, which was Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And even though the seat was terrible, uh, <laughs> it was quite lovely because they gave us all hats, which <laughs> was just hat. wonderful. Look, it's, it's, they gave us a hat. And it was that beautiful thing where it wasn't really, um, you know, like it wasn't really expected, but it was also like it's a kind of a shit hat in the sense that it's, it's a cheap one. But, you know, you see some people wearing it and you're like, where did you get the hat? And they're like, Oh, you know, mm. we've got one inside. And I was like, ah, oh, we wouldn't get one. No, they wouldn't give out all the hats. And yet they did. They gave out all of the hats. So for 3,000 people, we all got a hat. And that was lovely. That and way. see how I sort of also go, I was predisposed to like this. <laughs> I got to eat a chock top 
And uh, they bonded you up with freebies. And because it's a yeah. state theatre, I can also go into it with a talisker. <laughs> Like whiskey. Yes. I can I just walk into there and go, okay, I'll have a, I'll have a double talisker, thank you. And they're like, great, yeah, no worries, okay, off you go, enjoy your movie. I'm like, cool, I got a chalk top and a whiskey <laughs> and a free hat. I'm That's down nice. for this. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're which was, be happy with that. Which was quite lovely. It was nice to hear everyone, especially everyone in the theater was like, all oh, cinema goers, like they love it. But then you know, it's like, we're watching Indiana Jones, and everyone's like, Yes, that's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Show us the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> which you couldn't go much further away from that for the experience that Jill and I had. Yeah, you went to a very oh different goodness. screening. Holy uh, shit. Head back is an understatement. <laughs> it was more like, is it on? <laughs> I like I, I got the invite, you know, it's a press screening and I was like, oh yay. And it has the nice graphics and artwork, and I was like, ooh, we're gonna go to a thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> got to the cinema and I'm like, there's nobody outside. The, like the lights Nobody's are barely on. Inside. They spent all yeah. their money on hats. Apparently, where <laughs> the budget went. Yes, I mean, so, yeah. It feels. I feel sad. There's a little wasn't. popcorn and a bottle of water, though. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yep, just a small one of both. Um, yeah. Um. Whereas the uh, isn't it the one in um, Melbourne was a great. Oh, Melbourne of... went off. The one at yeah. the IMAX in Melbourne. Yeah. That had. Pulled out all the stops. They even had a fucking string quartet playing the Indiana theme. Like, what, yeah. what amazing! Yeah. I mean, I went, I went the full Fake theme. jungle, boulders, all sorts of shit. There, I wore, I, yeah. I wore a bow tie in honor of Indiana Aww. Jones wearing a bow tie. I even um, offered myself up to be the boulder. I said I'd just roll after people <laughs> if they wanted. <laughs> um, but no, they didn't. They didn't even want that. Fuck's sake, it, philistines! Look, it, it was. Not Nice. And I mean, you know, you always want to see a, a movie, especially one like this, in a place where it's full of people who are really excited to see it. Um, you know, mm. uh, you don't want to go in there with a bunch of stodgy people who don't like, I mean, I'm not going to go and watch the Fast and the Furious movies without a bunch of people who like UFC and lifting weights and mm. enjoy doing fast stuff with cars. Like, mm. why would you do that? And metabolic steroids. Yeah. 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 I mean, I expect Lad Bible to be the main, you know, su- sure. supporter of uh, of the Fast and the Furious films. Yeah. If I didn't, um, if I went to the Fast and Furious premiere and they didn't, they weren't handing out monster energy drinks, why am I even there? <laughs> you know, I know what I'm getting. So, yeah, I, I had a, a bit of a worry with the way that they dealt with uh, Indiana Jones for us because I was like, oh, shit, this is. This is the least care I've seen put into a press screening in a long time. And I was like, oh, no. Like, are they just going to bury the film? Are they really not kind of supporting it? But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think that was the case. Maybe they actually have confidence in it. Not sure. So <laughs> should we talk about the film itself? We've talked about the yeah, screening. I mean, We've we talked about the history. We talk, yeah. 25 minutes. We yeah, should yeah, talk yeah. about the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I did derail earlier and I apologise for that. What can we say? What can you say about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny that is not spoilery because I don't want to spoil mm. too much about this for people who haven't seen it. I want people to go out there and experience it. All I'm going to say very quickly is it's not fucking Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and that's a good thing. Mm. And also yes. it's not Raiders of the Lost Ark and it's not The Last Crusade but it's about Temple of Doomish. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, and remember, so this is where Tem- and remember, Temple of Doom is not the greatest film, <laughs> but it has I some iconic like scenes. Temple of Doom. I like the Temple of Doom too, but also, it's not the best Indiana Jones film. 
It's got some no. fucking hands down iconic shit that goes on in Temple of Doom. But no. when you look at it and you watch it from start to finish as a film, you're like, oh, there's a little bit of then in there. Yeah. Then Indy falls from a plane. Then he gets rescued by some tribe of native yeah. Indian people. Then he goes to the Maharajas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is true. That is very, very true. Sure. Okay. So let's let's talk about this one in terms of that. I think this one has a great opening. Like structurally, your Indiana Jones films, Indiana Jones. Oh, that's a, that's a very different film that I found once. Um, <laughs> in the uh, parental porn stash. Yeah. Did they switch out the D for a P? <laughs> no, it was, was her Temple of Doom. You no, know, no, it was Indiana Jones and the Black Hole of Manpatuk. <laughs> that was different. I was going to go the Temple of Poon, but sure. <laughs> But we uh, won't tell you what the man partook of. Yeah. <laughs> I thank you. Uh, uh, hey. <clears throat> but yeah, so I think the, the, the first 20 odd minutes of the film is as good as Indiana Jones has ever been. Yeah. Like. And I've also I, got I, to say, um, pretty excellent work on the de-aging in the sense, which doesn't really give too much away. It's just set earlier. Like it's set during the Nazis. Yeah. It's, it's set, set during I the mean, Nazi like party. I mean, like any de-aging, if you look at it hard enough and long enough, it does start yeah. to look a little bit funny. But, yeah. I mean, for the action scenes and stuff, I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah, it's way better than yeah. The Flash in terms of CGI. Uh, it is, <laughs> yes, but also Flash is still fun. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, Quinny. I still thought it was fine. Um, mm. <laughs> but yeah, in, yeah. This, in this one, I look when they started where it was like, you know, the first where what I think of your iconic opening things, India Raiders of the Lost Ark has that really great sort of slow paced temple until it gets very fast paced. Uh, temple of Doom has that amazing uh, cabaret, Hong Kong cabaret kind of opening. Uh, yeah, Raiders, Raiders have the sorry, not Raiders. Last Crusade has the wonderful um, origin story. Yes, um, and then Kingdom of the Crystal Skull has the stupidest hot rod chase across Area oh, Fifty One. Right, exactly. <laughs> <sighs> and the blowing up of the nuking the fridge. Yeah, uh, well, that's just it. Like Crystal Skull has the whole fridge nuking, which is essentially your first twenty minutes. So yeah, so like the the Indiana Jones films have that kind of thing that. Like they're, they're meant to be based on the old serials where you were coming in at the end of a previous adventure. Yeah. So you you join in just as as a previous adventure is coming to a close and he's getting the whatever it is that he's meant to be getting. And I think this one does that really well by setting up the, you know, essentially it's Indiana Jones and the Spear of Destiny. Um, I liked how they kind of did that one. Like, and I won't spoil how that sort of goes, but I love that they reference the Spear of Destiny. Um, yes. Which, which explain the Spear of Destiny, Quinny? Um, it, it is the it is the spear that pierced the side of Christ. Yes, but what was um, the Spear of Destiny in terms of the uh, the films of Indiana Jones? It was one of the ones that were, they were workshopping around. Oh yeah it, was, it, yeah, it was one of the films they were trying to make for many many years, and it just never got off the ground. So yeah, um, we got Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yes. Oh well. 
<clears throat> so yeah, you've got that structural thing of start with the end of one film and then move into the main adventure. And this one does it in a slightly different way that the main adventure is then, you know, him as an, well, him as an 80 year old playing a 70 something year old. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's he was retirement age in uh, 60s America, so I don't know, 52. Um, <laughs> comparatively, though, you know, retired at an age where he could still enjoy his life, kind of. Yeah, adjusted for inflation. Yeah, 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 adjusted for inflation. He's 97. <laughs> uh, and, like, he's doing a really nice job, and I think they did a good job of updating everything and not playing into too many stereotypes in the whole kind of way. It had, a, had the opportunity to go to drift into weirdness, um, in there, and I really like that they kind of set it in '60s into a world that is very different for Indiana Jones and everyone else, which was oh. kind of nice. I love that they kept, like you know, some of the older characters that came back in, like Sulla, who's definitely there, um, <laughs> moved him in the way into the '60s America and made it a lot about not so much about them anymore, and made it a little bit more about everyone else. Mm. Which was good. It was a smart trick. I can't. I can't fault it for. For as I said, someone thought about it. You know, would yes. Indiana Jones be the primary character? Not really. He can't run across rooftops for fuck's sake. <laughs> He's a retiree. No, his stunt double can. Yeah, well. yeah. And his stunt double can ride a horse. And his yeah, stunt yeah, double yeah, yeah. can <laughs> take a fall and a punch. Yes, and we all know that. Of course, every eighty-year-old man you know can easily free climb a rock wall. <laughs> and just complain going ah my shoulder is a bit sore it's like fuck no. you would have fallen yeah. off after two centimeters yeah i would have fallen off after 20 centimeters all right it's gonna uh -huh. go to this ledge ah fuck i'm <laughs> <laughs> back yeah my back. <clears throat> yeah so i mean it, i think it's meant to be set 1960 no 1970 because it's actually after the moon landing um they had in a 16... moon landing view party. Yeah, they were having a viewing party, Quinny. <laughs> oh, okay. So 69 then, right, sorry. <laughs> um, I, I was also, I, but then they also had the um, the people who were on, oh, it was Apollo 11 that was in the parade. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, look, it's, it's very specifically set at a particular t point in time and, you know, with all of the the things that go along with that time yep. of, you know, the music and the, um, the attitudes. Yeah. Which I, I enjoyed. I, what do we like about it? You go. I loved Mads. Mads Mikkelsen uh, I am in love with. And just give me evil Mads any day of the week and I'll take it. But I think my favourite thing was that he was actually based off the character well, not the character, the real life person that helped the Apollo missions. Oh, yeah. That we all know about from uh, For All Mankind. Yes. And actual history. So um, essentially, he's a fictionalized version of yes. that character. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. That actually yeah. makes a lot of sense because I thought, oh, yeah, that, that's that whole thing of. The, Which I've just the... completely mind blanked on. Yep, the real me life too. Person's name. <laughs> <laughs> Um, look it yes. up, Squiddy. Yeah, I'm look. A man looks up things on the internet fast. Thank you. <laughs> Though unfortunately, all I'm like, oh, Ver Werner von Braun. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. So rocket but, engineer from Nazi yeah, in Germany. Old Mads was a Schmidt 
Was he a Johann Schmidt? Was he that boring or was he a different? Um, no, no, he no, was, he was Jürgen Voller. Oh, so okay. pretty fucking close. Very close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, so yeah, like, and we also pretty good job on, on de-aging him as well. Cause yeah. Sure. So the opening sequence has, you know, de-aged indie, de-aged um, uh, Mads and also Toby Jones. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, we jump what, 30 odd years forwards? So. 20, 25 ish, I think. <clears throat> End of the war was what? Well, that was 40? 45. Hmm. Yep. So, yeah, sorry. Maths is not my strong point. Um, five from 69 is. Nice. <laughs> is uh, 24. Four. 24 years. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. No. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, it's good that they don't, they don't stick too far into the past, which is actually quite good because they don't have to stick too far into the past. Uh, and they don't have to use all the de-aging stuff onto the other cast, which would all be babies, but you know, that's fine. Mm. Um, I liked, I, I liked that it actually kept everyone pretty concurrent with that time frame now. And it, it is quite like, is it fun or is it a little bit sad to think that all of those characters are now the age that they're, they're all age appropriate. You know, it's kind of, <laughs> it was kind of lovely. And I will go with you on this one too, Quinny. I don't understand where Antonio Banderas comes from. Were they not on <laughs> Greek islands? They went to the Greek islands and there is a yes. Spanish diver, which is Antonio. Could yep. they not find someone who's Greek? Yeah, maybe. Or even just say, hey, this is our Spanish friend who's taken up diving in the Greek islands. Well, I don't Russell know. Russell Crowe wasn't available to ah! be the Greek person, so he had to get somebody else close enough. Oh, man, he loves a I'm shit I'm pretty accent. sure Antonio Banderas is South American Spanish too and not Spain Spanish, so it's like really majorly fucked up. But... Yep, yep. <laughs> At the end of the movie, I did say to Quinny, I'm like, is he someone from the old movies that I forgot about? Queen's like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but it really felt like he was supposed to be. <clears throat> but also that is structurally one of the things that you do find with Indiana Jones films where they, <laughs> like, they'll introduce a character as having a long history with Indy. And then yeah. and it'll be like, who the fuck's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, like in that fourth one that we don't talk about, what's yes. his name? Fucking um, um, uh, Ray Winston. Who, not, not Ray, oh, you know. No. Was it Ray Winston? I don't think it was Ray Winston. Ray Winston's in it, yes. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'll kill your monster. Are you sure? Oh, yes. Yeah, it was Ray Winston. I'm, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, he's going to do the voice. I'm, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and and John Hurt as well. Like, uh, they're, oh, wow. they're very good at just whacking in, you know, a reasonably well-known actor <laughs> and say, Indy's got a long history with him. But at the same time, I really was expecting somebody who maybe, I don't know, had been in one of the other films. Sure. <laughs> I mean, there's there's so many in there. Like, not a lot of them are left, really. I, I was, and I, I hope this isn't really a spoiler, I was bitterly disappointed that they didn't have Short Round come back in some way. But they yeah. kind of yeah. did. Because with, well, the, with the introduction yeah. of oh, in spirit. Toby Jones and then by default, the daughter of Toby Jones, which is Indy's goddaughter, which is in Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character. God, there's so many names. Um, yeah. As Helena Shaw, she does have a short round-ish character sidekick. Yeah, Teddy. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, that was one of those ones that I kind of went, okay, I see what you're doing there. Like, I can see that that character is a, is a cipher for that style yeah. of thing. 
to make it there. And I think it's only because her dialogue is better than expected during it that it's acceptable because there is a bit there of me watching it going, oh, I don't really like what you've done there. Um, mm. And I was just desperately hoping that they were going to put Short Round back in and make him the, the kid who grew up to be Indiana Jones and then that could have been a nice twist and I would have been like, fuck yeah. But they didn't. Sorry. No. Not a um, spoiler. Also, I mean, I think they've, they've kind of done that thing of going, well, Kihui Kwan has really kind of hit, hit his stride again only in the last couple of years. And they probably would have had to have kind of foreseen that whole everything everywhere all at once, you know, explosion to get him into this film. Mate, mate, I could have done it for you in a weekend of reshoot. And all it would have required was Phoebe Waller-Bridge and <laughs> Keely Kikwai-Hart, sorry, to come in um, and just do a thing where uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge gets stuck in some weird thing, like in another scam that she's trying to run, and guess who busts in the door? Fucking short round. Yeah. That would have been it, and I would have just been like, see, I fucking told you. <laughs> and then you would have just had... You know, you would have been like Leo meme, like yeah. yeah, yeah, and it would have been like boy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, it's not to be. Oh well, I'll just do it in my head cannon. Yeah, well, and and look, that's that's probably the best place for it. Let's be honest. This is how you become a fanfic author, Dion. Oh. Yes, <laughs> yes. Write it yourself. What do you mean <laughs> become? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it like. I mean, it's difficult to talk about. How do we feel ab- about Helena Shaw as a character? Oh, wow. I, fine. Wow. I, I thought she was good. Like, I mean, I I didn't. I thought she was, she was done quite well because her dialogue and her reasoning were done in the same, in, in enough of a smart way to go, actually, no, she's a bullshit character. Like all these things are bullshit characters being able to do certain things. But she knew her strength wasn't strength. Her mm. strength is her ability to outthink people. And that mm. came across in the movie much better in that kind of way. And I think it worked very yeah. well. I like I mean, she has the 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 possibility of being like the female indie, like she could lead her own movie franchise whatever but i feel like setting her up as an antagonist character that maybe doesn't have the best of intentions with being an archaeologist is maybe a little bit more interesting and uh, Hmm. a more fascinating rounded character to have in a film she's certainly like whatever the things are that she's done they're the things that are actually leading a lot of the the conflict so, you know, whether it's stealing something or whether it's doing, uh, you know, the wrong thing by somebody in some other part of the world or whatever, she's actually very good at actually being the, the instigator of the next plot element. Um, yeah, I feel like if she had come on board as like, oh, we need to find this so we can do X, Y, Z and I'm going to help you, that would have been so boring. Yeah. yeah. And we'd already sort of seen something like that in... Um, uh last crusade that we had you know the blonde nazi girl 
um, <laughs> who, you know, you could see that she was the one that was kind of like, ah, oh, Indy, I'm going to help you and everything is good. And then she obviously yeah. turns and is evil. Sorry, spoilers for a 30-year-old film. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in this one, at least she's, you know, she's she doesn't have an ethical quandary. She likes relics because relics provide her with money. Mm. And, yeah. you know... And that's the basis of it. And it doesn't actually really change throughout the whole thing. So I'm kind of like, fine. Yeah. Like, I get there, it. There are a couple of times I was expecting her to perhaps maybe have a little bit more of an arc. Um, yeah. That, you know, by the end of it, maybe she was going to be a little less kind of uh, um, capitalistic. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's we not like... We like to see character development. It's yeah. not like she had yeah. tenure, tenure like Indy had for such a long time, but then ended up finding himself teaching at a inner city community college. Hmm. That's an interesting story. Why didn't we find out about that? What the, why he was teaching at a community college. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> See, well, we, I, I think, I mean, he had a whole should... house. He had a bunch of artifacts. He maybe he had did, to sell but them also, off. What I find interesting is that throughout the course of the film, we find out why Indy is the way that he is at the moment. Um, that things have not gone well for him and he's got some shit that he's dealing with. And I do like that. That's what the story is actually kind of about is him realizing that, yeah, you've actually got to, um, go back to who you were, or at the very least, um, respect yourself for who you were before you can um, heal and move on and stuff, and we can't talk about much more because otherwise it gets very spoilery. Yes, and we're getting um, we're getting we're getting way ahead. So let's just we'll just go to the roundup. Can we give us your your rating, and then we'll go to a, a spoilery section and encourage. I'm going to highly encourage people if you haven't seen it, don't listen to the spoilery section just in case. Yeah, the, I think spoiler section would be a very bad thing because there's a lot to enjoy in the film that you yeah. don't want to be spoiled on. Yeah, I feel like you would lose some enjoyment of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Who's, who's going to go first? Um, you. Me. Yes. As I said, already predisposed to like this one, and it's the Temple of Doom uh, end of my spectrum. Without, like, there's nothing very iconically memorable for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which gives me that thing. Like, there's nothing happens in the film that I go, that's an iconic moment. And that's there's no Kalima. No, there's no Kalima. <laughs> there's no, you know, shooting the the swordsman. There's no kind of why did it have to be snakes? Kind chance. of kind of thing. <laughs> no. in it. It's just kind of like a solid slash safe film. So that's why it will go down for me a little bit. Mm. Like I go, mm. I, if there's, and I hate to fucking admit it, at least in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, they just tried to make a big thing that was a bit weird happen. And it was, on paper, an amazing shot of Indiana Jones standing there as a nuclear bomb goes off. Like, I get that. Yeah. I remember that one specifically. But with the Dial of Destiny, I'm not getting that iconic bit yeah. that comes back to me. I go, oh, it was a perfectly fine film. I like it. I don't know anything more about Indiana Jones as a character out of it or any of the other characters. I just know that uh, Indiana Jones had a kink that he was like, there was a part of, there was a thing Indiana Jones really, really loved. And we got to know what it was by the end of the film. So I'm like, sure, but that's fine. 
So I'm, I'm going to rate it a solid 75. It would have gone higher, but I don't think it's any worth any more than that. That's it's lower fun, than I expected from you, to be honest. I know, right? Well, this is what I say, you know. I don't remember any great iconic moment from the Dial of Destiny, but I had a nice time watching it. Hmm. <clears throat> I am also going to give it 75. Hmm. <laughs> um, because I had a a good time i thought it was a good action adventure movie and i enjoy those i didn't really have any problems with it didn't really dislike much except for one trope which is like a little bit becoming a cliche now <laughs> and mm. um yeah. yeah it was kind of it was it was handled all right by the end and they kind of wrapped it up sweetly in a little bow and yeah, yeah i can't really think of anything to be mad at it about <laughs> yeah i i know what you mean like everyone who's asked me about it i've, I've and i think i said the same thing to you jill and mm. it's a weird phrase that popped into my head while i was watching it and while i got to when i got to the end of it but it was a gentle kind of an action film like mm. it it doesn't do anything particularly surprising like there are lots of big hits in it and there are big punches and there are lots of nazis getting smacked in the face and and there are some things that hit really like that were sounded smacky cracky great but the film itself kind of hits gently like yeah, it just kind of like carries you through it doesn't like <laughs> it doesn't have as you say Dion, those those real like moments it doesn't have your minecart ride from temple mm -hmm. of doom yeah. doesn't you know doesn't have the the um the a penitent man you know Heels kneeling in God. fucking um doesn't have those really doesn't have taking down a german messerschmitt with a flock of seagulls exactly it it's like it does all the things you know they go and they go through tombs and they they go across little rickety bridges and you know there's all of these little rickety bridge it was a very little rickety bridge wasn't it Rickety um, bridge. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a mini, was, mini rickety bridge. But that's exactly it. There was no moments that were like, oh, are they going to make it? Mm. It was like, no, of course they're going to make it. Yeah, like there were a couple of moments when he's riding horse, the horse around New York that I was like, when oh, he's riding stunts. the horse. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> when the stunt person was riding the horse around New York. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I kept on thinking like, it's fun. It's inoffensive, but it's it's the Indiana Jones film you have with a nice cup of tea and a biscuit. Thanks, Mum. Light. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, and I don't think that's particularly to do with the fact that he's eighty. Is that is it going to be like, like old folks' home for Indiana Jones? Like, mm. all right, everyone, we're going to get together and watch uh, the Dial of Destiny. It's not too thrilling. No, exactly. <laughs> But it's, it's warm not gonna. And... You don't have to turn your hearing aid on all the way, Mabel. <laughs> but it's warm and comfortable, and by the end of it, you'd be like, oh, "I remember them. That's quite nice." Yes, yes, and I had a good old rollicking adventure, you know, boys' own action adventure stuff. But it was just a bit safe. So yeah, I'm gonna go pretty much exactly the same as you guys and go seventy-five. Like it was not bad, but it certainly didn't set my world on fire yeah if i think about other fifth films in a franchise it's not terrible 
Mm. Look, it's a fuckload better than the fucking Crystal Skull. Um, yes. And I do think, I, I think after the first three, this is number four. Because <laughs> I like Temple of Doom. There are still elements of Temple of Doom that I think are sure. a lot of fun. I mean, if you remember, you know, the wonderful Fast Five, the great film in the Fast and Furious franchise, where it was like the fifth one, it's very safe. Yeah. Like, yeah. much like this one, it's very safe. Mm. And if they can make it to 11. <laughs> you know what I, I would have loved? Because I think the most exciting the film is in its, is in its first 20 minutes. Like, yes. The, yeah. the the action stuff of the Nazis on the train and everything, mm. that was fucking good. Yeah. That was yeah. that was good action shit. Yeah, it was and exciting. Then, and then when it had its big action set piece at the end, I was like, well, that was dull. That was a little dull. Yeah, because, like, for most of it, they weren't in the action. No. They were just adjacent <laughs> you want, to it. Yeah, the action and, like, was happening over here. And, like, we can't talk too much because yeah. of spoilers. Want, but like, yeah, it's just like, can we have a little bit of peril? And they're like, no. <laughs> oh, you, you can have a little bit. Oh, tiny. A little bit of peril. Just a little bit of peril. Yeah. Just from the side. Yeah. yeah. Side you can peril. see some peril over here. Um, mm -hmm. There's peril in the background, and that plane's going to land just far enough away from the peril. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, for it to not be too perilous. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so um, yeah. Not enough peril. Yes. It's the Diet Coke of peril. Diet Coke of peril. <laughs> um, speaking of Diet Coke of peril, let's go and watch... Uh, Indian. The Jones and the Diet Coke of Peril. <laughs> this, is the, this is the name for the film. I love it. Uh, there you we can go. title the podcast that one. Yeah, Thursday Indiana Jones. Absolutely. <laughs> Diet Coke of Peril. All right. Okay. We'll go on to we'll watch them uh, talking about getting in the pool. The, the Tomb Raider ish bit. Here, let's go watch a bit of Tomb Raider ish bit from the Indiana Jones one. And then spoilers. So leave if you like, sorry, leave. Get out of here. You, you don't want to be spoiled. Go the fuck out. Go the fuck out. GTFO. Yeah. Under the moon. Life lies at your feet. Water displacement. Get in the pool. What? Well, they didn't get out the doors. Get in the pool. Okay, I'm getting in the pool. Help me. Archimedes is fascinated by water displacement. You made that point very well, Quinny, when no one was listening. I know. Could you make it again just for the benefit of everyone Fuck. out there? He was speaking so confidently. I you thought were. we were already back on it. I know. It was confidence. <laughs> it was passion. The clip hadn't finished. Quinny, take it away. What were you okay. saying about that clip? Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Fucking hell. Um, so, yeah, that, that scene is a prime example of the kind of things that are with the, uh, a bit wrong with the film, is that here you have a... a puzzle that needs to be solved and to solve the puzzle they just have to pull a few rocks into the in, into the ankle deep pool of water yeah. whereas in other films it would have been like okay climb up the wall knock over the big fucking statue so that the water rises high enough to 
undo the and and there would have been spikes yeah. coming through the wall at the same time yes. and there would have been snakes this is just like old man you know wanders around in a in a waiting pool yeah look it just it goes was... to prove that the greeks were shit at traps <laughs> <laughs> like you know yeah. all that it's does true. is prove that the the best tomb builders were uh people in south american or latin american countries <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. true. Um, Jill, uh, apparently Karina desperately needs to discuss a thing with you, Jill. Yeah. Yes, I'd like I to know what it is. So yeah, please yeah. put it in the chat, yes. Karina, so we can yes. discuss it. Because <laughs> sure. yes. like her taking a phone call at this time of the show, a bit awkward. Would be awkward. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, look, all right. So obviously the Dial of Destiny, yeah. what does the Dial do? The Dial allows you to turn back time. Uh, if you could turn back If I could find a way. I'll take this battleship back through. Wait, this is, I've seen this movie before. Yeah, I, I honestly <laughs> thought at one point they were actually going to do the whole fucking um, what's the uh, the the uh, something project? The uh, oh, it starts with a P. Uh, yeah, I know that one. Um, yeah, yeah, I like. I will. I will agree with that one, and I can see that Karina's actually typing in the chat to, uh, like furious all caps things about Boyd Holbrook. Can I just say? Really in, enjoyed the placement of some Illinois Nazis uh, into, <laughs> <laughs> into this. It's like, it's like, oh, wow, this is great. This is showing that, you know, Nazis just infiltrated the government slash places elsewhere that they went and they just sat there quietly. And they're still around, unfortunately. Yes. Anyway. Which, I mean, actually was fairly accurate. Yeah, yeah. Um, Marina wants to talk about Boyd Holbrook's character. Yeah. Now, oh. Boyd Holbrook, who is... Uh, my blonde daddy from Narcos, <laughs> next to uh, Pedro, <laughs> was in this movie as a Nazi sympathizer. And um, uh. yeah, I mean, he still had his Narcos mustache, which was. Can we okay. can we just actually like can we just admit to one thing there? Like I can't call that character or any of those characters Nazi sympathizers because they all put the uniforms on. You're no longer yeah. a, a sympathizer, someone who goes, Oh, maybe I'll agree with some of your points. It's like, no, no, you're wearing the uniform. Like you're yeah. literally So he became yeah. a Nazi. <laughs> Always yeah. was. Let's get technical. But yeah. then could you not say that Indiana is also a Nazi because he wore a uniform as a disguise? As, as a disguise. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He wasn't doing Ooh, it because he went we're like. we grasping at straws, aren't we? <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> no. No, Jim, we're not. a hole in your, in your straw man. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, Jesus. <laughs> um, I'm There's pretty no sure that man our there. buddy Boyd, who Where's was. my dog whistle? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, they're Nazis yeah. in hiding as opposed to being hiding as a Nazi. Um, yes, so that's the difference. Like it's <laughs> it's what's underneath that counts. Oh. And with Indy, what's underneath is a heart of gold. Under Boyd Holbrook, it's a heart of Nazi scum. Oh. Oh. Sorry, um, it was the Philadelphia experiment that I was trying to remember. Um, right. Yes. When, yeah, yes. when they do time travel shit with a, a ship. I thought maybe they were going to do something like that. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, after the aliens, I was a bit yeah, concerned that I they know. were going to go like, weird places. And then they went to time travel. Me, and I was like, like really? after aliens, I'm like, time travel? I'm like, really? I'm like, every other movie was set in some form of, like, real world abilities of stuff. You know, yeah. like this is all like grounded in reality. To a and degree. Now... I mean, there's still the religious <laughs> allegory sure stuff that? of like. Are you sure about that? <laughs> I mean, 
to go full on into saying Archimedes invented time travel. Uh, yeah, that was pretty fucking silly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a fun, like, you know, the first one, yeah. Ark of the Covenant, super weapon, kills people, melts people's faces off because of God. Fine. Uh, second one, different God, pulls hearts out, cult-like following magic stones. Fine. Third yeah. one, all about God. Uh, again, there's a bit of a theme here. Next one, yeah. Latin American God. Um, okay, which was actually alien. It was aliens. Aliens. Um, and then fourth one is Archimedes's God, mm. which was a bit like oh. And also, yeah. I would like to say, at what point does Indiana Jones act- is actually he's smarter than a rocket scientist, who definitely would have factored in the slight continental drift into his calculations of doing that because this person right. this sent is a guy that someone launched to fucking the Apollo moon. mission. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he didn't think about that. He would he wouldn't have checked his math. Mm. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um I do think also, my favorite moment was when Mads was just absolutely losing it. It was like <gasps> Yeah. But I'm like, mood, I have been mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I enjoyed that. So funny. But yeah, so our our overarching thing is all about finding the the initially the two parts of the dial of destiny, and then the disc of destiny that goes into the dial. Um, The dial is a disc. Oh, and and the other little um, diary of destiny that tells you how to find it. Yeah, exactly. There was a lot of of destinies. Um, I loved. And they had to go diving for the the disc of destiny. And then um, they got what uh, sea snakes. I I did like that oh, sequence. Eels. Yeah, I just <laughs> love the idea that Indy's like, oh yeah, I can deal with anything, and he's like, it's it's they're eels, and he's like, what do you mean eels? Like, Snakes <laughs> of the sea. Yes, yes, eels up inside you. Eels up inside Um, which was a little bit kind of, you know, why would all of the eels have sat around a bunch of things that were dead? You know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Again, mm. it was just, it was just done for fun. I get it. Like I can have fun with things, but sometimes I go, no, that was not how, that's not how eels go. But also there's another prime example of a, a sequence that could have been a lot of fun. Um, you know, the, the whole going diving into a wreck and, you know, having to escape or something like that while other people are diving or whatever. But it was kind of like, oh, you're being attacked by some CGI eels and you're out. Yeah. I was like, there were, it felt like there were all these great opportunities for set pieces that were yeah, just Yeah, there was no, oh, let's done. explore this ancient ship. How amazing will it look? Oh, let's shoot it really beautifully and have like the light play through it and do all this cool. Nah. No. Oh, there's the thing. Cool. Let's get it and go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we got some eels. Oh, but the Nazis are upstairs. Oh, no. Um, yeah. <sighs> upstairs Nazis again. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm kind of, I'm really sort of happy that they went back to Nazis as the evil because that's a pretty consistent theme across all of the Indiana Jones ones. And when they went to mm. Russians, it was all a bit like, oh, I don't know about this. Um, but like, you know, I, I kind of felt, you, you were right there at the start, Quinny, where you said the best part of it is the opening scene where they de-age everything and they go all the way back because it had all of those moments of peril and interesting bits that were happening. And it was, it was shot a, better. Yeah, it kind of was. 
like it had really nice lighting and it felt like really dramatic and yeah i think they were kind of you know it 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 felt like a different film yeah and i feel like um they they maybe had a good idea towards the end when they were going for that big climactic scene at the end but um it didn't have they missed i feel like they missed a few tricks like with that whole like uh archimedes invasion or whatever what was the battle called i can't remember what the battle was called um, uh yeah that one something yeah that that battle that Polyjuice. they all had polyjuice potion okay fine yeah. <laughs> um the battle of polyjuice potion um there would have been an interesting thing there had they been uh able to make it look more like a dragon like the the plane look more like a dragon to do yes. some damage but in the end it was just a bunch of things flying overhead and being weird and then nothing really resolves and there's no real reason for it like it was just like that's weird well, apart from the fact that they actually left a plane there sure um, and that's why later on you see the bent wing plane thing and all that kind of stuff that they would have done and added to it and etc etc and did archimedes mm. actually invent the right thing or did he actually just use the instructions from the old one like all of that shit. i mean the smartest thing about the that whole ending piece was actually the choices made by helena shaw which is <laughs> i'm gonna knock any mm-hmm, the fuck yeah. out and take him the fuck home like yeah. that to me was like Actually, well I thought done. that was I'm very, hilarious yeah, I'm because very they, happy re- you did that. they really did keep going on and on with like Indy saying, no, I'm going to stay, no, I'm going to stay. And it's like, okay, you're milking this a bit. Like it kept going on and on and on. Mm. I'm staying, I'm staying. I did, yeah. I did have a that, brief that, moment that where I'm like, wow, what if, he, what if he did stay? That would be kind of entertaining. Mm. Like if they, they found a way to like, because that would. Almost would have felt very Avengers to me. To but but what well, happened? Yeah, what happened if it actually turned out that Indy was Archimedes? <laughs> See, that would have yeah. been fucking interesting. <laughs> yeah, who is Archimedes? Well, if they came back through time and accidentally killed him with the plane, and then Indiana exactly. had to stay to be Archimedes. To, to, <laughs> we're writing a better we're movie writing again, a better you guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're and if it, if it had Christ. happened before the battle that he was that he always wanted to see he would have known that he was the one who had to come up with all of these engineering feats that were decades ahead of their time and he would have been like shit i'm archimedes god damn it <laughs> yeah now i've got to remember all the shit that i make because <laughs> but also yeah. because he's been digging up history for so long like there was a part of me that thought that would have been you know really perfect we would have missed out on the really nice sequence at the end with um marion yeah. But yeah, and and what I did like, <laughs> I I almost felt sorry for Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> I did. What happened to him? Died yeah. off screen. Yeah. What do you? He died in the war. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but which war? Well, mm. he died in the well, Korean War, apparently. That's right. Yeah. Um. So interesting thing: the the actual Dial of Destiny, that thing. The is an anti kythera mechanism and it's an actual real thing. So like oh, it is, okay. um, it was an incredibly complicated piece of equipment that were ma- that was made by the Greeks that was for measuring, um, essentially astronomical movement. Um, so that's like as per usual, there is there's an, a hint of truth to it. Um, the fact that it you know opens up a time space portal and <sighs> I'm a little tired of time travel stories. And this is from yeah. me who fucking loves Doctor Who and everything. 
Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's if, just a bit. Overdone. I mean, what what I wanted to know, which is the thing that was going across, all like I want to know what these old devices or things that have massive religious power or uh, thing do, rather than open up a time portal. You know, I would, mm. I you know, what did you have in Raiders of the Lost Ark? You know, super weapon, great. Yeah. Um, uh, it was the stones in the Temple of Doom that uh, that prosperity and then it was the cup that let you become immortal and then it was like oh, there are so many different relics and also mm. they didn't they never stray too far from the mediterranean and the europe centered factor it's like couldn't this have gone somewhere else couldn't we have yeah. gone to africa couldn't we have gone across to you know um different areas couldn't we have gone to china i'm pretty sure yeah. the chinese would have loved to have indiana jones come back and Get some Chinese actors in there. Tencent would have thrown well, yes. millions at Tencent it. would have given him so much fucking money. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... I guess there was so much of it that felt so safe and kind of a little small. You know, whether they go and find whatever, the, somebody's ear, you know, the a, a cave that's meant to, you know, be some god's ear where they go to find the very small bridge um yeah uh you know it's a big cave yes but at the same time the sets felt oddly small and it still felt like a cave that was just underneath the road somewhere in greece that's pretty much how they all are yeah it's very like which is fine but it just you go back to um temple not temple of doom sorry um uh last crusade yeah and you know you go through the valley of uh the crescent moon and then you find the fucking you know the the ruins of petra scale scope beauty yes you know and this is kind of like your reverse film whereas it started with a pinnacle and then just kind of all petered out towards the end and and even if you've got a fucking amazing big battle sequence at the end where it's you know (laughs) greeks and ships and i know but if you don't give a shit about the two sides battling why have a battle Mm. Like yeah, well what, yeah. What we're supposed to do is care about someone watching a battle, and and because essentially what it is is oh yes they did fight that way. He did use these big claws that pulled the ships out of the water. He did use um, mirrors that that were Set essentially laser cannons. Yeah, and I mean the 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 cool. only annoying thing about that was is that it was the it's only established within the the film that that's Indiana Jones's big thing that he likes the most is that particular battle, and that was mm. his special kink. What I was saying earlier, um, yeah, right. And it's if it if it had have been like there were hints of it all through the other films, you would have been like, well, that's great, you know, that's why he likes this and he does this and he does that, you know. Yeah, yeah. If there'd been a, a running theme throughout all of them, yeah. That that you know particularly the the magnificence of greek invention was something that he particularly loved but yeah no you kind of get the feeling that he just loves all archaeology and yeah everything is fair game hmm. fair game um <sighs> yeah every, like, and i gotta say i'm sorry but teddy and like when you get to the the last act and teddy's in the plane with another guy who was the other guy why why was there another sleep in the plane (laughs) i know but it's like okay so teddy needs somebody to be able to be with because he can't possibly land a plane by himself so just put a guy in the plane and have him wake up i kind of half expected him to become archimedes 
<laughs> exactly. Like there was some there was some ropey shit going on there at the end where they've written themselves into a corner that they didn't really know mm. how to write themselves out of. But at least they spent some time on dialogue with Helena Shaw and Indiana Jones does quip the way Indiana Jones did. Yes. You know, he works well. I like seeing Salah. I like seeing Marion. Oh. Uh, you know, it was it was nice to see Salah absolutely embracing the character's journey as moving from Cairo to New York and having and to becoming just, a cabbie and becoming a cabbie because that is what you would do in New York um, and focused on his family. Like he's not worried about his children anymore. He's worried about his grandchildren and he's just happy to be there living a life yeah. that must be completely foreign to him. So that was lovely. Like it's lovely to see all those things. I didn't really mm. give a shit about the, you know, Apollo horse subway chase. Um, that just seemed like a, a reason to get from point A to point B. Um, yeah, and 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 the the Nazi CIA, you know, Boyd Holbrook um, yeah. characters, and the gigantic fucking thug guy. Yeah, like they really didn't get a huge amount of development. I I no, think I'm they kind were... of annoyed that they killed the the CIA woman. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was a more interesting character. I mean, yeah. I loved how they ben established the them. Uh, I love how they established them at the at the start there, where they were just like, "Oh no, they're just killing people because they're ruthless and they know their mission is to keep the secret." Like, and I was mm. like, "Great, I I hundred percent know these characters. I know that what's what they're about. Good introduction." Then by the end, you're like, "Oh, they're all Nazis. Makes sense." Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 a bit missing, especially when you introduce a couple of characters and then they go away or they don't really have a reason for being there. It was a bit like, mm. oh. But then again, it's yeah. about Indiana Jones, and at least there was no fucking aliens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Look, it's Safe. it's probably going to do okay. It'll make a, a few million bucks, and people will probably enjoy it. But I f- have a feeling that general consensus on this one will be, that's ah, fine. Yeah, it's safe. Yeah. I mean, you know, a bit disappointed for James Mangold. He did do Logan. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, he had to eat a bunch of shit through the Wolverine and a few other films first. Yeah, uh, it would have. I, I feel like I wonder what James Mangold's Indiana Jones without studio interference would be like. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. If mm. he just if he'd been able to, like, direct it for an R rating, it could have been a much more interesting film. I feel like it. Yeah, the possible, the possibility of having a bit more kind of oomph, like because every now and then there were moments where somebody would get smacked in the face and I'd be like, "Oh fuck me, that felt like it hurt," mm. and to me that's the sign of a really good director who is is you know making the action really thwack, but then there was a lot of it that was just very CGI and. Mm. Eh. Well, there's, there you go. Indiana Jones, there we go. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. It sort of peters out like this podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. Indiana yeah, yeah, Jones yeah. and the Diet Coke of Peril. Um, <laughs> oh, um, yes, would have. Yeah, we hope that. Like, do we need any more? No, no, I'm fine with that. Like, it, it, you've sort of redeemed yourself from the King of the Crystal Skull. Like, it's not terrible, but also mm-hmm. we're, we're okay now. How about yeah. we just come up with I a new, a new Indiana Jones that's not Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yes. Or just fucking hard yes. reboot it into short round. 
I would I would be all about a, a, an ongoing series with fucking Helena Shaw and you know Short Round and various other characters. I know I, I am hundred percent behind. Helena Shaw continues to do what she was doing, which is going around and stealing artifacts for money, and she runs yeah, into she's just basically being Carmen San Diego. Yeah, but yeah. she runs into Short Round, and he keeps uh, yelling at her. It belongs in a museum, and steal, <laughs> and it's just them. Trading backwards that, and forwards between artifacts. It's like she's stealing them and he's recovering them to put them back. And he's got a huge thing that goes on, which is he doesn't want to put them in Western museums. He wants to retrieve artifacts from Western museums and give them back to the countries to of origin. them. Exactly. Done. Mm, I call, like that. Call that would be fucking great. I would watch the shit out of that. Don't yeah. worry. The AI writer of the yeah. future will do that for us. So now that I've put it out on the internet, it's just going to be picked up and then Disney will plonk mm. it out somewhere. Adsky makes a bold statement, boy. How's about a new adventure movie with an original story and characters? Fuck that. What? Won't make any money. <laughs> what are you killing <laughs> about? Original? Get out. What, what a crazy concept. Everything no original was made 40 years ago. No 1984. Original. That was the last time anything was original. You don't. You haven't been trawling through a bunch of old, old stuff looking for content that you can reboot because it has an established audience. This is wrong. What are you doing yeah. there? Then yeah, again, what are you doing, Atsuki? What did they do? They were going through like old serials and radio dramas in then to come up with people like Indiana Jones and Star Wars. So that was roughly... <laughs> you know, the 40s and the 50s when they were releasing stuff in the 80s. So what's like 30 years before 1990? Fuck. We're fucked. Yeah, there are no heroes from the 1990s. What are, we, what are we just like? Are we rebooting ALF? I would watch that. And we got a bunch yeah. of people like trying to steal Tazos from each other's and Pogs. Pog. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, Pog do you is... have someone who's just like, it's a, it's it's the dark and gritty reboot of Polly Pocket we've all been asking for. <laughs> <laughs> that Barbie Oppenheimer mashup. Oh, my God. I'm down, I'm down for Boppenheimer. Boppenheimer. <laughs> Hi, Boppenheimer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi, Oppenheimer. What is? I love. I love watching those memes of like a, like three three dudes in a in a, in suits like you know, from Piggy Binders walk up going three tickets to Barbie, please. I saw the best one today, and it was half of uh, Killian Murphy's character with the hat, and then the other half of Cowboy Barbie, like Margot, and it's like inside you there are two wolves. <laughs> Uh, you know, you know. Hopefully, somewhere, someone out there is just is selling a double feature ticket. Like, can can a cinema oh, please? 100%. Like, we, 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 we'll, we'll get I'll on. I'll go to Barbie in my pink dress, and then I'll walk out yeah. and walk straight into Oppenheimer. If we get the if we get onto the or, the Orpheum or something uh, over in Sydney, and just <laughs> oh my like, god, yes, you need to do a double uh, a double feature and sell that. And the first one is definitely Oppenheimer, and then it goes straight into Barbie. Like, there's no break. <laughs> There's no break. <laughs> Just go straight in. Okay, you know. Barbie, let's go party. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, um, so Adsky does have a question oh. for Jill. So we, we, we'll wrap up the, the, the podcast, the podcast on uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, oh, sorry. He has a question for all of us, but we'll wrap up the podcast on Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and say thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Uh, hope um, you had a lovely time. And what are we doing next week? Fuck only knows. Uh, it's a new month. It is. It's well. Look, uh, here's a little uh, hint for you. What's next Tuesday? What date is that? It's uh, the fourth of July. Fourth. Oh, we're going to talk about my favorite movie series, Captain 
America. Yep, that's oh. right. It's Captain America World Police. We're reviewing Captain America the First Avenger and Team America, America World Police. Yeah. Which is my favorite one, the Winter Soldier. <laughs> uh. Let's talk about like where's the moment that you realize they're in love with each other? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yes. Okay, so that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's, so it's, uh, Atsuki's question um, is, uh, the audio mix, uh, was it a bit weird in Across the Spider-Verse or was it just my cinema? Um, seems like some parts were really quiet and some parts were really loud. Yes, in fact, the audio mix was quite shit and has had new prints um, or new digital prints sent out around the world um, oh. because the mix of all of the stuff at the start with Gwen was apparently way too low. <clears throat> Great. So, yes. No, it wasn't just you, everybody. Get a refund. Yes. 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 Marvel can afford it. Or Disney yeah, can afford they it. They really can. Or can Sydney, they? We don't Sony? actually know, considering the animators from that came out and said, what do you mean the next one? No, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think being a Sony movie and Sony make stereos that the sound quality would be a bit better. Sony mm. also make pianos and like generators and a bunch of other shit. And they do make goods. a lot of stuff, but yeah. Um, also, Casper saying apparently there's a theory that the multiple versions of it because of the remix of the audio, there are actually multiple versions of it. One of the editors has said, oh, I'm glad that somebody's finally noticed that there are actually different versions of Across the Spider-Verse. That means you would have um, had to see it in two different places. So it's just for the Jet Setter crowd. It is. There is. There's a sequence where, like, Miles ends up riding Spider Horse at one point. Um, there's a whole bunch of different lines that were just like the by, by the sound sure of it. It'll be just, on the DVD. I hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the interim, before we head uh, into July to talk about things, there, um, I have been watching Silo. Uh, which I can recommend. Oh, so is that notes? Should we start watching? Yes, Silo? you've got to you've got to you've got to tease it out a little bit, or it's just we're not going to get anywhere. Uh, yeah, Silo is interesting. I watched season yep. two of The Bear, and that is an emotional roller coaster again, for fuck's sake. Um, mm. So get on to season two of The Bear if you can. Yeah, um, um, I'm, I'm not ready for that. No, yeah, I haven't just, finished season did, one. Uh, oh, <laughs> Still got one last fucking episode, Jesus. and I'm like, wow. Quinny, yeah. don't do what I did and just mainline the season two all at once because it's and, and a little not spoilery, but just to, just to let everyone know, they're very short and sharp in season two, except for one episode, which is a movie-length episode, which comes in the middle of the season. And oh, it's wow. just like, you aren't prepared for that. <laughs> like, you're just That's not prepared. Because right. you're just like, oh, 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 what, well, this is very long and having a lot more character growth and structure. What What is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> so Casper's asking, what's the homework? Uh, currently, uh, don't know. Not, not sure. So we, there will be something that comes out and we'll tell you what we're talking about. Um, yeah, I've also watched the first episode of Silo. Uh, I've, I watched uh, the series of Secrets of the Mogwai, um, oh. the, the, the Gremlins animated series, and it's a lot of fun. Nice. Um, yeah, heaps of fun. Um, oh, and Strange New Worlds is back. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Strange New Worlds is interesting. Fucking great. I thought episode two was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but also uh, a hefty fuck you in the middle fingers to Paramount Plus uh, for cancelling Star Trek Prodigy and then removing it from the service within a week. Yeah. Don't like ha- it's look, the, the more fuck? the more they remove stuff from these services, the closer we are hopefully to a deal between the writer strike. And that's just showing how much they're just like, mm, no, we don't have to pay residuals on things that we don't have anymore. Bye. Yeah, yeah, and I'm hoping that 
somewhere on the line, they start going, actually, maybe the audience wants us to just fucking tell stories and keep telling stories that they like. Because uh, every time you you get people invested in something, a la Netflix or whatever, and then you say, okay, two seasons in, that's it, cancelled. It just pisses people off. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh yeah, The Secret Evasion, which I haven't started looking at yet. Oh yeah, I watched the first episode and I fucking hate it. I was enjoying it, but also I understand why people would be angry. I'm angry for two reasons. Right. Um, Both yes. of them are uh, an affront to me as a graphic designer and a woman. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, actually, no, completely good point. Yeah. Mm. Um, fuck them for using AI for doing their opening titles. Bullshit. Yeah. Like, I can thematically understand what they were going for, but still, fuck them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Right. Well, that's, there's a lot that we the, can talk about. That, that's, that's to the AI. It's like, wow, Marvel, you've finally made something that I fucking hate. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I actually really enjoyed it, but I also understand yeah. why people not, not loving it. Kathy, I'll wait until you've watched the episode. It's the very end of the episode, and then you'll understand why I hate it. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, get out there, watch some, watch some television, and then hopefully we'll figure out what movies we're going to do next. Because we had a whole month of movies, so now it's time to get we back We had a big doing... month of movies. Yeah. Massive month of and movies. And we still haven't heard uh, back from Peter about what she might want to review this week. Oh, mm. this week, this month. Although uh, I don't know what she was watching whilst she was off in France and swanning Greece. around. Well, look, <laughs> there's, 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 there's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, that's next, technically the month after. Uh, that's, that's August, yeah. There's Barbie, there's came Oppenheimer, from. there's Mission Impossible coming up. Definitely be talking about Barbie. Yeah, like, the we, last we know thing that. I do. Barbie is a guaranteed 100% will be watching. Yes. No question. You just pencil that one in for the 25th of Ju- July right now. Is That's def, defo gonna yeah. be Barb's. Yeah. Totes Barb's. <laughs> Totes Barb's. Defo gonna be Barb's. Yeah, it depends yeah, on de- when like, the, uh, the preview screening is for us because if it's earlier mm. than... Tuesday the 19th, and we might be able to do it that week. Yeah. I mean, also, previous screenings have been remarkably difficult to manage, as you've seen this this month, where previous screenings happened on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a fucking whenever they feel like happening. So, yes. Yeah, here we find we'll work something out. I'll get the uh, schedule out soon. But you know, watch some TV or tell us what you'd like us to review. Have you been watching yeah. anything on television or movies that you would like us to talk about? We watch stuff for money. Yeah, maybe we should put another <laughs> poll up in the in the thread for everything. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. maybe another poll. Which yeah, one do you want to review? Yeah, anyone want to review all the Fast and Furious movies? Come on, come on. I watched the last one. <laughs> it lost a fucking trick. Fast X, come on! It should have been Fast Ten. Your seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch it, and I have to say, uh, like, if there's if there's something that I didn't expect out of it was how much I liked the way Jason Momoa played it, like a fucking champion. He just came like all of you know how he's been playing that straight kind of uh, person in Aquaman and being serious and being mm. a hero and it's a bit cheesy but he's still fine and he knows it in this one he's like oh no I'm, I get to act however I'm gonna fucking act and he is off the chain he, oh okay yeah. he and eats by all, accounts, all the scenery fucking, 
Vin Diesel hated it. Yep, like, but it but yeah. it fucking works because he's like Jason Momoa is the villain, and uh, you know Vin Diesel is the hero, and you can see how much Jason Momoa's acting is killing Vin Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so why you kind of watch it seriously. Yeah, yeah. Always, like, no, I'm playing this effeminate. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Eventually, I'll watch it. Uh, come on, Quinny. We rating uh, anyone, Quinny? We're gonna yeah, rate. Yeah, look, I reckon we will. Uh, what do we feel like? Do we feel like Bajo? So are Bajo we and Hex are both. Anyone? Or we could go and watch. Where's Mike going? Kazoo version of the Indiana Jones. Do 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 do. Bam 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 Earlier. Yeah, so let's Jordan. go on let's go Jordan. Jordan. That sounds like a good plan. She's, okay. she's a good egg. Yes, indeed she is. All right. Well, well thanks, everybody. Everybody. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Bye. Get on there. Thanks for listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast. If you have questions, please email info at theperiodictableofawesome.com. Find us on our website, www.theperiodictableofawesome.com, where there's links to our iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time, stay awesome.